HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. We are Heritage Radio Network. We are broadcasting live from the Good Food Awards Mercantile in San Francisco. The Good Food Awards are the Oscars of the food movement. We are honoring today the best American food producers and retailers and the farmers that supply their ingredients and everybody who works along the supply chain to make these great products possible and uh, thank you for being with us today. We have two guests joining us right now, Emily Friedberg and Jean-Louise Conaway, who are with us from Each Peach Market in D.C. Correct. Welcome. Thank you for having us. We're really excited to be here talking to Heritage. Absolutely. Well, um, I guess, so first, first thing I just want to ask, I mean, so you guys are based out of D.C., and obviously <laughs> there's, there's, there's a few things happening in D.C., today. Do you, have, do you have friends, family who are actively involved in any of that? Yes. Yeah. Lots of friends. <laughs> Lots of family. <laughs> I think all of our, probably all our staff asked for the day off today oh, so yeah. that they could go down. <laughs> is the market still open today? It is. And Definitely. apparently it's been extremely busy the past few days. I can wow. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, cool. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit of the background on each peach market? You are the founders. Um, how did it come to be? Kick it, yeah, All kick right. it off. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Uh, Jean Louise and I have been friends for a long time. We worked together in our previous careers and had always really shared a love of food and a love of entertaining and a love of gardening and just really, um, you know, knowing where our food comes from. And so we've ki- we kicked around a lot of ideas, some of them extremely uh, far-fetched uh, in sort of the 12 years that we've known each other. Um, what, was, what was one of the more far-fetched ones? Oh, goat, like we were going to... Farm, yeah, B&B. Goat Farm, and oh, okay. B&B, and like, you know, Jean Louise was going to wrangle the goats, and I was going to manage an inn, and our other friend was going to do something else, and that didn't, that didn't really pan out. But um, maybe someday it's possible. Yeah. Um, but anyway... 20-year plan, right? We yeah exactly um, we and so we kind of found ourselves back in D.C. around the same time and really saw um, a demand for really good food and locally sourced food as well and there's like a lot of stuff happening in D.C. even in terms of producers um, the restaurant scene really started to explode and we really felt like there was a great market to um, create a retail experience and. We want it to be really local. We have a very tiny store, um, and it's really entrenched in the community and the neighborhood that it is in. And we wanted to create a store that was a place where we 
wanted to shop. Um, Jean Louise has spent a lot of time in Europe, and so this idea of kind of shopping for what's fresh that day and taking it home to eat that night, and maybe grocery shopping even every day, mm. um, was yeah. something that you know we wanted to kind of promote and explore through through our store as well. That's great. Can I add anything? <laughs> and you guys actually did a Kickstarter to get the store open and off the ground? Yeah, that was part of our strategy in terms of getting open. Um, we self-financed it um, in addition to having the Kickstarter and support from our friends and family. Um, and that was kind of when Kickstarter was new, too. Yeah. So we were like, hey, this is going to force us to make a video and yeah. <laughs> have a concise idea about what we're doing and speak about it on film. So it was, it was a really great experience. And we actually, um, we got a lot of support from people we didn't know, too. And people that are still our customers in the neighborhood, which is really exciting because that is, it's really at the center of what we do, um, is we are a neighborhood grocery store. And, you know, people that supported us in that Kickstarter are still coming through the door. Like, that's pretty amazing. That really builds that sense of community that we really, really wanted to cultivate. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so we are obviously at the Good Food Awards today. You are recognized as a good food retailer. What does it mean to be a part of this movement and to be a good food retailer? Um, well, the reason we're here is because we love food. That's what brought Emily and I together and be like, we want to do a business around food. We have passion for um, farmstead cheeses and craft chocolates and we really appreciate the process from where that all comes from and the work that goes into transforming it and you know the the dirt that is farmed to bring us these products and um, having the opportunity to be a retailer and showcase those products um, is is why we're here and to be part of like-minded retailers some of whom have been doing it for, who knows, 25, 40, 50 years and have this, um, a lot of the same values that we share and wanting to spread the love of good food and the passion um, for what these crafters are doing is really energizing and it helps us be a better retailer. Um, what's, what are some of your priorities at the Good Food Awards Mercantile today? Finding new products, of course. Um, I think, as Jean Louise said, you know, um, we are really loving being part of this larger community that includes the crafters and the retailers because we are a relatively new business. Um, so for us, it's a, r- a great opportunity to both find new products, you know, um, learn about other types of products like chocolate-covered um, mealworms, for example. Um, and, you know, I said, I said, where, where do you get your mealworms? And she was like, we're starting our own mealworm farm. And that's really cool. Um, and it's really inspiring. It's really inspiring to have the opportunity to step back from the, the day-to-day of the store and, you know, meet these producers and also share ideas with our fellow retailers and, you know, problem solve on, you know, things that we're all experiencing, problems we're all experiencing, ways that we can create a better movement altogether. Um, and it's really nice because as independent retailers, we don't have other stores to um, commiserate with or talk to about things. And so this group is really important to us from, from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Awesome. Um, so, you know, speaking about 
the whole the movement as a whole, the good food movement, and the impending changes that we're all facing uh, starting this weekend. Like, do you see that having any immediate effects on the business, and or, or perhaps more long term ones? We hope not. Yeah. <laughs> but the answer is we don't know. Right. Um, but for for me and. and Emily, I would guess too, like, because we are so interested in the DIY grassroots aspect of food, it's really positively energizing to be around these producers that are doing good things. Like, there are so many people out there in the world that, that are making positive changes, that are doing positive things. And I think that gives us a lot of hope for that, you know. Yeah. The good people are going to win. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think, I mean, just to piggyback on that a little bit, I mean, one of the reasons we both, our previous careers were both in um, basically working for uh, international development and right. very large-scale projects funded by the U.S. government. And um, one of the, my frustrations in working in that field was it was very hard to see the sort of tangible effects of what you were doing um, because it was so large-scale. And, and we're working... So what we're doing now is a lot more satisfying in some ways because it's so... Um, it's so grounded in the community and like real transactions and real um, relationships with producers and our customers and we know them and it's and while it's small it's a small way of making impact and change it's more tangible and we can see it and I think if we're all doing that collectively we're, we're gonna we're gonna move forward in the right way regardless of what sort of the larger political landscape looks like. Yeah, definitely. Can you talk a little bit about the project that you've been involved with, All in Service DC? Sure. Um, so All in Service DC was uh, just kind of sprung up in the last month or so, two weeks to a month, um, in uh, anticipation of Inauguration Weekend and the marches that are going on and everything. And it was um, a group of I mean, it's mostly restaurants and food retailers, I would say, although there are some, you know, hairdressers in there, I think, as well, um, who came together to say, you know, we are a real community in D.C. We are not, um, you know, we have, we serve people. There are people who live here. We welcome all into our establishments. And in service of our communities, we're all going to band together and um, donate some percentage of our profits from Inauguration Weekend to various organizations that serve vulnerable populations in D.C. So it was extremely free form. You could donate as much as you wanted, however you wanted. That's awesome. um, And pick the organizations that you wanted to. So... um, and they're just serving as kind of a um, counterpoint between our two organizations, and it's really a great platform. Um, and we actually produced snack boxes um, that we sold, and we're, we donated the, the total sale value of those those snack boxes, women's march snack boxes, oh, um, uh, in pla- you know see through plastic bags that people could take down to the marches, um, and we mm-hmm. donated all the proceeds from that. So it was great. It was a really nice um, galvanizing of the DC community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for that donation, yeah. and thanks for doing yeah. that just on behalf of everybody. <laughs> really, um, you know, there's a lot going on in San Francisco today, but it is. Uh, you know, as somebody coming from the East Coast, I'm sure you feel this too, like a lot of solidarity mm-hmm. down in D.C. A lot of our friends are down there. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're really grateful for your involvement. Um, and 
I also uh, want to give you the opportunity to do a segment we call Big Ups, which is where you get a chance to shout out somebody or an organization in your community who's doing great work in the food space. Mm. I mean, two two organizations that we work with um, kind of related to the All in in D.C., one is Martha's Table, and the other one is Thrive DC, who we actually picked as one of our recipients of our donations from this weekend. And both, um, both, and we work with Martha's Table on and off. We we work with them um, to donate a lot of our food waste that we can't uh, sell anymore, and they turn it into awesome meals for people who need them. Um, and Thrive does the same thing, and they're both really close to our store, and they're both doing amazing work. So I guess I would do a shout out to them. Um, um, and they really have amazing staff and um, are serving a really important role. Great. Yeah. Do you have another one? I, I would just, yeah, to, to piggyback on Thrive, they do um, a farmer's market for um, vulnerable people, okay. which I think is really cool. They, like, take donations, and then people can come in and shop and pick what they want. Yeah. And I think that's really neat to do with with uh, fresh products. So really kudos to Thrive for coming up with like really kind of creative ideas of like what to do with donations and, and to serve their communities. Great. Cool. All right. Thrive. Thrive. We'll have to remember that. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you both so much for being with us today on Heritage Radio Network. Um, I would love it if you could give our listeners an idea of where to find you, whether that's your website, social media. Yeah, um, you can visit our website, um, eachpeachmarket.com. It's a beautiful new website that we just redesigned. I'm very proud of it. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also um, are on Instagram at, at eachpeachmarket and have a Facebook and Twitter presence as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. And um, please stick around. We're going to go on a short break. And we will be back with you in a few moments live from the Good Food Awards. <laughs> 